This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Listeners, heads up, this conversation is a little raunchy. I mean, a lot raunchy. My guest and I are going to talk about sex and poop, and she will use profanity. Perhaps not the best for kids, but it sure is a fun chat. Hey, y'all, Sam Sanders here. You are listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. So I think the best way to introduce my guest is to play a little bit of this weird and strange and hilarious video of hers. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Patty Reviews. I'm here with Nature Nick. We have a Honduran milk snake. That's it. You got it. Yeah. And uh, is that from... uh, That is comedian and actress Patty Harrison. And this video is bonkers. It's set up like one of those morning news segments where the newscaster holds a furry exotic animal and a zookeeper offers up fun facts. But in this one, Patty reviews the snake. Con, this snake has no legs. That means no thigh gap. Where's your thigh gap? Pro, this animal is a martial artist. The other person in this video, you really can't tell if he's in on the joke or not. It's also awkward, and Patty just keeps going. What does a uh, milk snake's diet consist of? Well, all snakes are carnivores, every single one of them. So she actually gets a frozen mouse popsicle. Like from Van Leeuwen? Uh, it's similar. It's not from there, exactly, but uh, we get it from zoos. So this pet likes ice cream, and same girl, same. <laughs> By the end of this, Patty ends up offering a final review of perhaps a different animal. In conclusion, I give this dog a five out of five. Great dog. Fun, no legs, weird face, small face, no ears. You may have seen Patty's absurd, caustic, yet charming comedic stylings in her supporting roles in shows like Search Party and Broad City and all three seasons of Shrill. But Patty came on this show to talk about a different kind of role. She's out with a new film in which she is the lead in a romantic comedy. I didn't know you had a boyfriend. I feel like that should have come up in the interview. I don't have a boyfriend. Well, then who's that? You just hooked up with that guy? So are there multiple Bryces? Are you mad about the clogs? I'm not mad about the clogs. I just, I'm mad because there was a random penis really close to my unborn baby. You do know that the baby is not, like, in my vagina. That is Patty opposite Ed Helms. They are the stars of the new movie Together Together. This film kind of subverts the rom-com in a few big ways. In this movie, Patty plays Anna, a young single woman who agrees to be a gestational surrogate for a straight single man in his 40s. The reviews are already coming in and everyone loves Patty in this movie. In this chat, we'll talk about just how different this role is compared to maybe everything Patty's ever done before. And we'll discuss the significance of Patty, a trans woman, playing a pregnant woman on screen. Also, as I mentioned earlier, we will talk about poop, because why not? All right, here's Patty Harrison. Enjoy. We got to talk about your movie. It's getting some really good reviews. It is called Together Together. How would you... It's Mortal Kombat. Yes. Yes. Which one are you? <laughs> um, I, my, I play, I play um, a character named 
Sonia Blage. And yes, my I am favorite. an agent, and um, I enter the tournament um, at, uh, with my with my partner John and Cage. I I okay. actually don't. I'm rem- I'm trying to piece together what I <laughs> remember from like the original. Me. I think this it this storyline is different. I am actually very excited to see the other Mo- Mortal Kombat, the other Mortal Kombat movie. Together, together is <laughs> at its core a spiritual companion piece to Mortal Kombat. So if you're seeing Mortal Kombat, I hope you're also seeing Together, Together because they're very similar films. Very, very similar, and like the endings, totally. You know, they're exactly just the same. Corresponding, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Together, together comes. It's out today. Oh snap! How you feeling? Um, I feel crazy. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm just pretty, anytime I have like a lot of emotions happening at one time, I just, everything gets really like muddy. Like mm-hmm. I feel just like in, in a haze or something. So, um, it's exciting. I'm really scared to, I don't know. It kind of feels weird to like be at a place where it's like, people are getting vaccinated, but it doesn't seem like enough people are getting vaccinated. So it's like, it's like the movie are together together gets this theatrical release. And I'm like, well, I don't want to push everyone to go to the theater to go see it. I want to, it's like with caveats, it's like, yeah, it will also be streaming soon. It'll be like video on demand soon. So it's like, don't get sick or get someone else sick. If you're <laughs> to see this movie, yeah. but if you me, can you go, know, go see it five times. Go see it five helps. times and then just be and just be like, chemtrails is what we really got to be worrying about. Uh, so you stand up and you tear your mask off and underneath <laughs> is like where your mask would be is like an American flag tattoo all the way across <laughs> your face. And then, and then you start singing uh, Fergie's national anthem or whatever. Wow. I love the turns your mind makes. I really did not expect to have a Fergie uh, reference pop up, but that uh, was did, nice. Well played. Yeah. I mean, rest in peace, Fergie. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Um, okay. I feel like Together? that makes sense. That was just a joke. That the idea that like maybe Fergie had passed away, and but I feel like it also sounds like I'm making a joke about like Fergie's career being over, which I think, I think she's got a long road ahead of her still I yet. So I don't. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, Together Together, let's see. Okay, how can I describe it without giving away too much? Together Together is a rom-com about a surrogate mother. You play the surrogate, but in a twist, you are providing a baby for a single, straight, cisgendered man who is in, like, Silicon Valley-ish and is in his mid-40s and is like, it's time to have a kid, even though he is not partnered. So his character, played by Ed Helms, uh, has your character be his surrogate, but you're not just a surrogate. Y'all become friends. Yeah, and then it ends It ends with me going, get over here! And then I shoot a big <laughs> uh, tentacle spike out of my hand and just uh, decapitate Ed Helms. Um, and it's just, and it's about, and it's about the power of impermanent love. Um, no, it's, yeah, that you did an amazing job. That's, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of, uh, exactly the movie. Although, yeah, you, yeah, you definitely didn't mention the part where Johnny Cage does the splits and punches Goro in the nuts, but, uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like I do a bad job of marketing the movie because like, I feel like a, a thing a thing about the movie that is, you know, makes me 
like feel anxious is that like I think people project a lot onto it. I, I don't think like why like, because like Ed's you know the comedies that he's done in the past are so like hard comedy and like yeah. I feel like Big my comedy. yeah and the stuff that like I've done before I don't have the platform that Ed has by any means so I don't think as you're many about people... to you're about to this is the break it's happening for you this well, is your year <laughs> well I worry I worry a little bit that like there's going to be people coming in you know 100% who this is their first time seeing me and they're I feel like they're going to be like And then they're going to like maybe go look me up and then it's going to be like they're going to see a bunch of jokes I've made about like sucking a dog's and then they're going to be like, oh, oh, no, (laughs) oh, no. Like I'm ready for the comments. I'm I'm like preparing myself. I'm just going to have to like back out. Like, why would you say that? Why would you say that? Like, I feel like after I did, I did this bit, like this piece on The Tonight Show uh, about like the transgender military band that like in 2017 and it was like a team of writers wrote that there it wasn't just like me like they approached me and were like we want to address this thing but we want like a transgender person to do it well when i saw the headline this morning at first i just read donald trump bans transgender people and i was like Yeah, that sounds like him. (laughs) But then I realized it was just in the military, and I was shocked because I assumed he already did that. But there were a lot of jokes in that piece that aren't in my actual voice Hmm. uh, that are a lot cleaner. It's, like, on TV, national TV, so it's really clean. It's really, like, you know, and it's political comedy, too, which is something that I don't really do. But I think that was, like, a, a larger group of people's first exposure to, like, me so when that happened i would get initially i got like people following me being like my my daughter is trans and she's seven years old and like we just think you rock we you rock we saw that piece and like god bless you thank you for for being brave and then like two days later them replying to like this tweet where i'm talking about like vanessa hudgens like taking a big in a ditch and they're like why are you doing this to us you're disgusting (laughs) and i was like well that's what i'm about like why can't i be both things like why can't you like accept the fact that i have kind of like a blue sense of humor like why can't that exist in the same person but i'm just like i don't know it's like i feel like let people be um more than one thing yeah yeah Describe your character in the movie in, like, three words. Because it's a departure from the comedy that we see you do. Um, she has boundaries. <laughs> I think yeah. it's, like, in the trailer. And uh-huh. she's definitely, like, I, I, three words. I think, like, maybe, like, I'm trying to think of a word for, like, someone who's, like, apprehend, someone who has boundaries. Boundaried. Maybe reticent. boundaried. Reticent, great. Absolutely. See, I had reticent floating around, but I was like, I don't know if I'm sure that I know what that word means, but you do. <laughs> I'm not You're sure if I know what it means either. <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah. Reticent. Um, radishes. Um, yes. She's radishes. Um, oh, what is it? It's, uh, there's actually a word for someone who's like, you know, shut off a little bit. A little, not aloof. She's not very aloof. aware. She's just quiet. And she's sucking it all in in yeah, a way that I, I think say is surprising. Maybe pensive. I don't know. Maybe that that's is not the right. word. 
we should go take the SAT right now because we would knock out the verbal section. Yeah, I'm definitely ready to go take the SAT with you now. We have to share a We'll test. do it together. Say together, Sam and together, Patty. Together, together. <gasps> oh, taking no. Taking that SAT. Um, oh, my I got God, a my tripod just fell I, over. <laughs> oh, no, and I got a nosebleed. It, like, you saying that. An iconic moment. Coming up, Together, Together is billed as a rom-com. But why? This message comes from NPR sponsor, Homes.com. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching, so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I'm Yoe Shaw. I'm Kia Miakonatis. We're the hosts of the NPR podcast, Invisibilia. You can think of Invisibilia kind of like a sonic blacklight. When you switch us on, you'll hear surprising and intimate stories. Stories that help you notice things in your world that maybe you didn't see before. Listen to the Invisibilia podcast from NPR. This movie is being called a rom-com. Mm-hmm. But would you call it that? Because in many ways, it doesn't fit right away into right. that box. Well, I think it's interesting because when I first read it, I couldn't really tell what genre it was. And I yeah. think that's an intention. Like, if you watched the movie with no context of it, and you, like, weren't... Just, like, in a, in a hypothetical situation where you weren't, like, aware of, like, anyone, like, or who anyone was in it, I think it would just be, like, you know... I was like, wow, that was, like, a very, like nice smart movie and then but i think it has these very um a lot of kind of structural you know subversive things in it that are are talking having a discussion it's kind of explicitly about gen not gender oh my god gender oh my god i said gender oh my god she said gender oh my god people are gonna find out i'm trans Oh no! Wait, you're what? I have to go. Um, oh, I okay. To, um, I have to go to. Um, I have to go to the the high heel store and pick up my lipstick and my high. Yeah, they sell lipstick at the high heel store. Um, I. Oh my gosh, my ovaries are so swollen. The babies are kicking. They want to be born. Gotta go. Um, no, I. <laughs> I. So many people, you know, are like, what, is, what would you consider the genre? What is the genre of this movie? Um, what is the genre of the baby? A genre reveal. They should have a genre reveal for this movie. Um, it's been like, you know, I think the movie in a very smart, subtle way is talking about that, is having that conversation because I think it is romantic. Like, I think it is a romantic movie about love and like, it's a comedy, but there's like, it's just, there's so much heart in it. I'm like, how could this kind of be anything else? But it's also like, there's a lot of stuff underneath the surface that I think is trying to provoke discussions around like other movies that have set the standards for the genre and how they're like rom-coms as a whole i think i think like 70% of rom-coms are 
horrific for our society. <laughs> I think yeah. I think it's a sick and twisted genre. I think it destroys people's minds. I think it, like <laughs> the psychology, the like the control and the the way it I mean how, I wonder how many there's no way we'd ever be able to tell but I do wonder like how many relationships on earth have been destroyed because of expectations set up from set like by rom-coms. Yeah. Let me tell like, you all of mine all yeah, of mine. Exactly. <laughs> I really want to find that like really old ass man who says I make him feel so young. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just want that. That's what every girl wants. That really? is like every every like 14-year-old girl wants a decrepit <laughs> skeleton of a man to be like, you make me feel so young. Come give me a kiss. I think, right? <laughs> like, that's what we're modeling in this genre. Uh-huh. So. Well, we're also modeling, like, also, so I, I, I rewatched My Best Friend's Wedding last week because that's what I do. And I realized in hindsight watching it now, Julia Roberts' character was like low-key a stalker. And doing things that were, like, illegal. And so much of rom-com energy is, like, not respecting boundaries, saying that you can do whatever you want if it's love. And this movie, Together Together, it is all about, as you say, honoring the boundaries that exist between people who are trying to figure out family. And it's so different than, like, most traditional rom-coms. Well, it's like, uh, I think there's, there's, like... I think there's a world where those movies get to exist. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry to cry thinking about my best friend's wedding. Um, I no. I think there's a world where like movies can exist and TV shows. These characters can exist that model horrible behavior because it is interesting to watch. You know, like these crazy characters doing like wild things. Those are good stories. Those are exciting stories. Sensational. Sure, but like. I think the conversations that we have to be having to contextualize the movies haven't been there before until recently. So, like, you know, people were like, oh, this movie is amazing and I want to be more like that character. (laughs) Oh, the crazy things we'll do for love. And it's like, no, a lot of this, almost all of the things that happen in this movie are, like, violent emotional abuse. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I watched watched There's Something About Mary. um, Oh, Lord. Yeah, that one's a journey. A couple of months ago in lockdown. And there were parts in it that I was like, this is still really funny, but but as structurally as like Cameron Diaz's character, she is just, I was like, if they remade this movie from her point of view, it would be a horror movie. It would be like <laughs> all these, every man in the movie lies to her. Coming up, the quandary of representation as a trans woman. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox. Discover powerful new series like Three Little Birds and BAFTA-winning drama Time, starring Bella Ramsey, Tamara Lawrence, and Jodie Whittaker. Stream the best of British TV only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200. 
Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR. This movie is, it is making us ask some questions about traditional family structures, uh, traditional roles, and imagining conceptualizations of family that are different. And so when there are those quiet spaces happening in the movie, it allows me to ask those questions of myself. Like, how would I do this if I were making a family? I could do it differently. This movie shows you that, like, you make your own way. You do it your own freaking way. Yeah. It's, it's I, I mean, when we were filming, it was like, I really feel like my idea of when, if I, if and when I would have kids has shifted so much. Because I think of the when movie? I, no, just in my okay, life. Okay, and okay. like, I think when I was 14, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm, I'm going to get out of college when I'm like 21, 22. Then I'm going to get married. Then I'm going to like be like rock star musician, scientist. And then um, I'm going to have kids and then I will die by 28 and then I'll have lived a happy life. I was like, I don't yeah. want to live to see 30. That's uh, <laughs> unimaginable. <laughs> um, and uh, it's like now that I am 30, I feel I'm like, I couldn't imagine having kids in like the next five or 10 years. I don't, yeah. I just feel like I've like just become my adult self. I feel like I'm just now reaching a point where I'm like, oh, I think I understand what my core values are. I hope, you know, yeah. I hope I, I never stop growing. I hope you know, <laughs> no one ever stops growing, but like it definitely, it's like, oh, now I feel like I'm in a place where I, I am more cognizant of like my, of being responsible. Uh, yeah, I I yeah. never and and then it's like I don't want want to like right at that moment then bring like a a child into my life. But I think with this movie, I think just like with being trans too, it's like you know I can't give birth to a baby. I could like give sperm, but it's like I'm on hormone replacement therapy, so you know that'll that option will dwindle. I think the further along I get into it. And so it is pretty contemplative. It's like made me be like, oh, like how would I go about doing it? And this, I was like, oh, there's this whole world of people that will just do Fair that, out. that I never really, yeah. 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 You know, you, 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 I'm, you went to where I was going because like this is a part of the conversation where we talk about a representation. My, my sperm. You wanted to talk about my sperm. <laughs> and it, it, yes, well, you Sam, it, it is for you sale. Guessed you guessed it. It is for sale. <laughs> it is $30 on the dot. It is exactly $30. Much, no tax. Um, it's kind of a grab bag. I'm going to be standing at the, uh, I'm going to be standing at the, um, uh, right outside of La Poubelle in Los Angeles. And I'm going to have a big black trash bag, kind of like, you know, just a big black trash bag. And then yeah. people can reach in and uh, you can, as much as you can grab with one hand with $30. <laughs> you oh, don't be chilled. Though. You got to keep it not. chilled. It is chilled. chilled. There, there's loose ice in it. 
there's loose ice cubes so people can, and then they can just have their baby and like be a part I of the magic. I can't wait to put the extended cut of this on SoundCloud when we bleep nothing and take nothing out. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Yes, the Sirius satellite radio. Kind of nasty. <laughs> Sam and the the bitch or whatever our, our show would be called. Oh, wait, I want to revise the title. It would be He, She, and the Sam probably in order to be on Sirius. Okay. He, she, and the Sam. And guess, and yeah, I'm allowed to say he, she because I identify as he, she. (laughs) That was like the first, I'm totally tangenting, but I think that was like the first time I was like, when I was a kid, my sister called me a he, she. My sister is my age. And I was like, huh, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to kind of figure out. Flash forward. Hey, don't say that to me, but also, what was that word you said? Can you, can you spell, how do you spell that? Kind of sounds nice. Right hmm. I wonder how hmm. much you thought about all of that and representation taking this role. Because, like, we've seen movies where a cis hetero actor plays someone queer or trans, actors who aren't disabled play somebody who is disabled. White actors play characters of color. I see you, Scarlett Johansson. But I'm not sure I've ever seen an actor who was a trans woman play a cis woman who was pregnant. Was that a big deal for you or did you not even freaking care? Uh, it was. It was a big deal Yeah. Uh, when I first, you know, was thinking about whether or not I was going to work on it because I... I think the optics of it, you know, are definitely there. I wondered, I was like, is it too on the nose? Is it like a stunt Hmm. casting thing? Is it, Hmm. you know, is it going to be, is the fact that like, I'm not always like passing going to be like, uh, to the detriment of the movie, like mm. people being able to watch the movie, will it put that in people's mind? Because I, I felt like ultimately, like those were apprehensive questions I had, maybe that aren't necessarily true, but they definitely like came into my mind. And I, I did have the moment where I felt, I know I'm not, I'm, like it's like the poop or the the idea of the poop it's like you know how sometimes you get that poop that has like the really sharp part it's like the little no part mine of the is nut. so smooth so clean all my all my poop is just well you see you have to say that because you're npr because you represent npr and the idea that you would have a little sharp part in your poop would actually be they would check in with you after they'd be like hey, oh yeah Sam. Um, so we noticed that <laughs> we're you, talking you, about the fecal matter. It, it implies that we do not feed you fiber. We do not <laughs> give you, and so you can, you have to say that you're poop. So I understand yeah. you, and I you know yes. blink twice, blink twice if it's sharp. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so sharp. Uh, it is a knives out girl. It's knives Gillette. Out in that bathroom. Gillette turd. <laughs> it's like four razors, the smoothest shave coming out. <laughs> So then if you're saying that you don't want this to be too big of a deal, you just get to play this role because you like this role, how do you think you're going to react to folks who are on your side who make it a big deal? You in this role and perhaps the firstness of it. I don't know. Like, 
I do see a lot of people or like write-ups about it focusing on, on that part of it and the significance of that. And I think it is like, you know, it's, it's not something that I think should be completely, um, omitted from the conversation about this movie, but I hope that it's not the overarching part of the conversation. Cause what my fear, my deepest fear is if I gave like a performance and people are like PC clapping for me. Cause they were like, we can't on this because she's trans and she's one of the girls. So even though she did an absolutely job, there are so few opportunities for like these trans actors. So we have to say this movie's good so people see it so it does well so there's more opportunities. My thing is, if I sucked ass, great. There should yeah. still be Wait, opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I'm urging everyone to go out as soon as they can and see Patty Harrison in the Mortal Kombat reboot. It's great. <laughs> it's yeah, it's an all trans reboot of Mortal Kombat where I actually play every character because I refuse to work with other trans actors because I think they are annoying and a lot of times they're prettier than me and it's it's not okay. And yeah. so I kind of like I did, you know, I did push my foot through the door. Uh, but then I slammed it shut behind me. I just want people to know that. I'm not trying to make space for other trans women. Oh, my God. Patty, I could talk to you all day. I'm really happy that we had this time to talk together. I just, your mind does things that I just think are incredible. And seeing you in this film and talking to you now, I appreciate every little side of you. So thank you, thank you, thank thank you. you. This was a lovely chat. Thank you. It was so nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again to Patty Harrison. She stars in the movie Together Together. It is in some theaters now and available on demand on May 11th. Patty is also in the Hulu series Shrill. The third and final season of that show drops on May 7th. Also, listeners, if you want to see me and Patty have this conversation, there is an extended version of this chat with video. It's on YouTube this week. Go to youtube.com slash NPR. All right, this episode of It's Been a Minute was produced by Andrea Gutierrez with help from Liam McBain. It was edited by Jordana Hogman. Listeners, till next time, take care of yourself, stay safe. I'm Sam Sanders. We'll talk soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. With the Spark Cash Plus card, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase for your business. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Spark Cash Plus. Terms and conditions apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. With the Spark Cash Plus card, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase for your business. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Spark Cash Plus. Terms and conditions apply. On this week's Wild Card, we talk with Issa Rae about those moments where our lives could have gone another direction. Definitely wasn't supposed to be with that guy at all. At all. But I still think about it. I'm Rachel Martin. Issa Rae tells us how to make peace with the path not taken. That's on the Wild Card podcast from NPR, the game where cards control the conversation.